0: All right. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise podcast. As always, I'm Andy from Pointless Exercise, the newsletter, and the podcast. It's a veritable media empire. And... Um, we are Kyleless tonight, but we do have Sam. Hi, Sam. How are
1: you? Hello, Andy. You are king of all media, as it were.
0: King of all half-assed free, free media.
1: <laughs> king of all half-assed free media. But it's a pleasure to be here with, with you again. So,
0: Sam, how are things at Deadspin, which is where the people can find you?
1: That's where they can find me uh, at Fellsgate on Twitter. Uh, things are fine. They let me do whatever I want, so you know what do I what do I care? <laughs> like, um, got some good stuff today. Today was a good day. You should check it out. If you're so inclined. You, the people, not you, Andy. Oh, I
0: was going to go read it right now. And if, <laughs> I, if you could just talk while I read it.
1: <laughs> you're going to princess it on the air and just <laughs> just kind of scroll through.
0: <laughs> so am I the only one who felt like, even though the Cubs won three of the five games, that they somehow didn't?
1: Yeah. It was yeah, very I, I, odd.
0: It was a, <laughs> the whole thing was weird. but
1: The whole thing was weird because it was only... 20, 37 innings of what should have been forty-five innings. Um, Maybe
0: it's because they won three games, but they also lost on two of the three days. It was very
1: odd. Right. That's that. That is. There was a loss on two of the three days, but there was a win on every day. So it all kind of cancels out. So basically, it feels like they won one game. Um. It's part of it is just I don't. It's hard for me to feel anything about this season. But I still have a Cardinals rage. Like I I honestly believe their season should have been cancelled, so I was upset that these games were taking place at all. Um and then it's the Cardinals, so that you know that's not enjoyable in any way. Yeah. And they really should have won four or five. They could have easily lost four or five, I suppose.
0: Yeah, except uh, for the heroics of young David Bodie.
1: The young David Bodie. I think also part of it is they the games they lost, they lost in the fashion that were very we're already sick of, which is everybody strikes out. Um, they can't, they they walk, but they can't get the hit. You know what, what they've been dealing with for like three seasons now, so that that kind of makes it feel, makes every loss feel like double, <laughs> like they like they lost twice. Not only did they lose the game, but they lost the process, and uh, yeah, so that's that's why. But you know, it's a series win over the Cardinals. It should be a a joyous thing, but no, nothing is joyous about twenty twenty. So.
0: Well, and then um, Bodie's go-ahead – it was a single, right?
1: Uh, well, go. one was the homer and one was the single. Right, but
0: the one yesterday in the top of the seventh,
1: which yes. is just weird,
0: was like the first time in a month that they actually got a hit with the bases loaded. <laughs> right. In fact, when they got when they would load the base, you're like, ah, well, now they're screwed. Right. We better have the first and second. It's like, yeah,
1: you, you you almost feel better – with the Cubs, when they have one guy or no guys on base, and when they have two or three.
0: So there are times when an announcer says something, and I'm laying half prone on my recliner here, going, Which? oh, I'm going to make a big deal out of this. Okay. And it was Len Casper saying that he talked to Anthony Iaposi. Uh-huh. And he's not that concerned with the guy's mechanics or their approach. Really, just about their feeling. It's like, okay. No. It's clearly not working. How about you worry about the other stuff? Because God love Javi Baez. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But he's in one of those things right now where he is refusing to acknowledge that right field exists. Yeah. And he's being pitched as though he's refusing to acknowledge (laughs) that right field exists. So he just swings from his ass through everything. And it's Mm -hmm. like... Can't somebody, maybe the the guy who was gonna, you know, address all of these things that hadn't been addressed, go tell him, um, if I see you swing from your ass again, you can sit on your ass right next to me for a while because Javi does not appear to me to be uncoachable. So no. perhaps the suggestion that are you tired of making outs? Why don't you try to hit a home run to right this time? <laughs> because you probably will.
1: It it is infuriating because Javi has. So much power to the opposite field. He yeah. could he could hit every ball for a season to right field and probably end up with 20 to 25 homers. Um, I, I don't know. Javi's curious, and I think the whole thing is curious because he is actually swinging at way less pitches, as Sahadev yeah. pointed out on The Athletic. His His approach, in some sense, is much better.
0: Yeah, it seems to be. I'll take two strikes. And then I'll swing and miss the third
1: Right, one. <laughs> but yeah, but he's missing so much in the zone that I wonder if he's just if it's so odd for him to take this many pitches that he's just uncomfortable and he feels like, oh my god, I've I've taken, I'm down one oh one or one two. I have to, I have to make something happen. Like he's just he's used to making stuff happen early in the count. I feel like so. Well, if- I don't know. I, I feel like this approach will pay dividends for him in the long run. but
0: Yeah, I don't mind him taking pitches. But You're right in
1: that he really needs to do that thing. Because we've seen it before. He goes through this funk, and then he'll finally yeah. just start lining balls to right field, and then everything's fine again. Yeah. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet. It's very, very strange.
0: And I don't understand how it, how it always goes on so long. Because you'd think after a few games, you'd be like, all right, something's not working. I'm going to go back right. to this. But it, this has drug on for ever. Well, this,
1: even the... This is when
0: Joe would tell the reporters, and probably not Javi, right. I just needs to start using the big part of the park. Yeah, well, he's sitting over there, Joe. Maybe go tell him. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Ross is doing the exact same thing.
1: Right. Well, even the most coachable baseball player is a stubborn ass. Yeah. And so these guys are going to do what they do, and... Only after they hit whatever they think is bottom will they change anything. But I, I guess I don't want to get on Iaposi's case too much. And I, I'm i one of those people where I'm not sure what a hitting coach no, really does. No, I
0: always think it's the most overrated part uh, of every team.
1: Right. But, they're, you know, the bottom of the lineup is hitting. Guys you wouldn't expect. I mean, Bodie's hit okay. And Hap's been one of the best players in the league. And... Even Jason Hayward is, is hitting. So I just feel like it's one of those things where the Cubs have finally spaced out their slumps. Like, I think their biggest problem the past years is they would go through a month and a half where everyone was hitting. And then they go through a month where everyone was not hitting. And they couldn't split it up, really. They have like half a lineup going. And then the other half of the lineup would get going. And that way you could stay consistent. So I'm just going to go ahead and hope that that's what this is. they just. They just found a way to stagger their hot streaks in a good way. Well, maybe
0: that's what Ross did. He put up there's a big calendar in the clubhouse, and you right? S- and you just sign up for your slumps. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slump next week, guys. So I've got yeah, next it's week, taken. Somebody yeah. else do it, and this Chris, slot is taken. Chris Bryant's there really going. By the way, I'm hurt again, so I'm just going to slump for a month. So well, and okay, they're just going to make me play through it, even <laughs> though I'm hurt.
1: Here we go again, because when he got up for that catch in since Cleveland, which was last week already, he was clearly, like, shaking mm-hmm. out his wrist. Like, it was obviously a problem. Yep. So why is he, once again, playing through it? Yep. Because it's not like you need your wrists to hit or no. anything. No, that's a
0: very, a very unimportant part.
1: <laughs> right. It's not like minor wrist injuries haven't derailed entire seasons for many hitters. It's, so... It's-
0: it's to the point where when he when he falls down, whatever part he grabs first, just put it in a cast. Right. Just don't <laughs> tell him he can play with it because you, the Cubs trainers always tend to be wrong. Right. Uh, yeah. I never understood wrong. a bunch that then is so shocked later. Like, oh, well, we finally took him in for an x-ray. It was broken in 12 places. <laughs> yeah. Um, he'd been telling you that it hurt. The worst was Javi's uh, foot. Yep. It let him limp around and then he hurt his thumb. And so they're like, "All right, well, let's let's check out your foot." Like, "Oh God, you broke it!" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I think he probably knew that. You guys didn't want. Oh, I didn't show up on an X ray. We had to MRI it. Well, maybe do both next time, because Isn't, I think you own the fucking machine. You made a big deal out of it. Maybe have him stick his foot in that next time too,
1: while he's there. <sighs>
0: Um, I mean, they, have like, their own,
1: they have their own MRI, right? It's in the... Yes,
0: they made a huge yeah. deal out of that. My favorite MRI story of all time, though, was remember when Carlos Embrano was supposed to get it, and he um, he hid? He didn't want to go. They That's back when they had to drive to some clinic, and he just didn't right. show up. And the first reports were like, oh, he knows it's bad, and he doesn't want to do it. And they asked him about it, it's like, uh-uh, I don't like that thing. <laughs> he goes, you got to get in that tube, and I don't want to do that. So, uh, hopefully, they made an appointment for an open m r i for Carlos after that <laughs> right It was fairly funny that when they finally asked him about it, he's like, "Oh, no, no, I just don't like that thing. It's like, well, you, you gotta get in it. I'm sorry
1: <laughs> I'm with carlos i wouldn't I've never had an m r i and I wouldn't want to get in that thing either. It's pretty claustrophobic in there, so my dad
0: had to have one once, and he had to have it on his head, which is okay, which and, means you have to
1: stick it in there, you can't, yeah, you and can't, the, like the lady asked first. She's like, "Um, do you have
0: an occupation where it may have been uh, possible at some point that maybe you got like a metal filing in your eye? And he's like, well, yeah, I was a farmer, so I was doing machine stuff all the time. She's like, yeah, we're going to have to do a test first. And he's like, why? So because if it's still in there, the machine will rip it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's a big magnet. It would pull it right out of your head. <laughs> right. So he's like, do we really need the MRI? I'm like, yeah, you really do. So he got to get whatever the pre-thing was first. They cleared him. And he said, I was sure that as soon as I heard the click, 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 that my eyeballs were going to rip out of my head. But, they, <laughs> but thankfully, they didn't. But that's not a comforting thing to hear right before you no, go. No,
1: no. Um- I I would undergo that pretest even though there's no reason for me to. If I had to go, because I want to be sure. I don't want to get in that MRI machine, and and find and have a surprise. So yeah, you know, you you clear me first, and then we'll. So
0: I don't even like the um, when I go to the eye doctor and they do the glaucoma test, the where they puff the air. I don't know if you have. MRI yeah, to no, go.
1: not a fan of that either.
0: I always anticipate it. And like fly out of my chair, what usually to the amusement of the tech. <laughs> but it reminded me on uh, HBO is still trying to do hard knocks, even though mm-hmm. it's half-ass training camp. And so last right. week they were doing the uh, they were they were showing the guys getting their first uh, Corona test. And one of the defensive backs, I think for the Chargers, was like she, the lady asked him was like if he had one of these He's like yeah. And he clearly had the jam the Q-tip into your brain one. Right. And he was not cool with the fact that he was going to have to get another one. And she's like, oh, this one's not as bad. He's like, yeah, sure it's not. (laughs) And apparently they have one now where they just, like, swish it around in each nostril. Right. So it would, like, tickle, but it's not, like, the jam. It's it's
1: It's not touching your brain. He
0: clearly did not believe her because she went to stick it in just a little bit to start to win around, and he, like, fell out of the chair. (laughs) She's like, it's not going to be bad. but I'm like, yeah, I'm with that guy, because I I would do the same thing that he's doing right now, crawling around on the floor. Like, just give it to me. I'll stick it in there. Like, no, that's not how it works. And apparently the one that the baseball players take every day is, you have to spit in this thing, like, 15 times Mm -hmm. in 30 seconds, and some of them can't work up enough saliva to do it. So
1: they're like oh this sucks like, well that is that's gross that's what that is anyway anyway speaking of, speaking of MRI stories so one of the it was because of a
0: conversation we had had earlier mm-hmm. one of the ways I comforted myself uh, as the cubs were playing, Halluciously, well, not even really bad baseball, but they just they managed to find a way to lose three close games to the Brewers again, and right. then they were doing playing footsie with the zombie Cardinals over the beginning <laughs> of the weekend. And oh, with Brad
1: Miller, really? Yeah, that that see, that's pro, that's pro, I I forgot about this. That's probably the biggest reason it felt like the Cubs lost three of five or four of five It's because that was such a cliche Cardinal dope. Yep. who just goes off on the Cubs. like I can't believe Brad Miller hasn't been a Cardinal's entire career. He's such a Cardinal. He's got the big dopey face. He doesn't wear batting gloves. He's like a young – not even that young. So he's just a go-hard, you know, just like he got, he's got that awkward-ass swing and he just – all the motor and whatever. It's like that this guy should have been a Cardinal forever. And the fact that they couldn't get him out was just infuriating.
0: Yeah, the guy like was- that,
1: that was the normal Cubs Cardinal experience. <laughs>
0: the guy who five years ago hit 30 homers for the Rays, and including this year, has hit 32
1: since. That's right. It's like, oh, come on. He's I mean, like what Tommy Edmond will be when he oh, grows up. That fucking guy. That was... <laughs> uh, just so when that's I'm who, glad he sucks again.
0: When that's who Kimbrell hit, I was like, well, no, that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> I know the tying run is up now, but it really, I don't mind that at all. Take your shot, yeah. But the way I was comforting myself as they were playing poorly was, um, well, now they've they've got 16 wins. They only need, at the most, they need 14 more. So it's like, they could play eight under the rest of the way, and they're going to get to 30 wins, and they're going to make the playoffs. In fact, there's only, um, the Central and the East only have one team over 500, and the West has four. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, it's like we get all worked up about this shit, and then you realize if this make it through the whole season, they're not going to miss the playoffs, and it's all going to start over anyway. And there isn't going to be home field advantage because you're either going to be playing in an empty park or everybody's going to be sequestered in, I don't even know where the, if they do the bubble would be. I guess the LAs and San Diego.
1: Yeah.
0: So it just doesn't matter. But it's still, when the games are on, I'm still pissed, which I guess is
1: good. I'm glad you can still feel that way like the not you still have the natural reaction to Cubs baseball on your screen like it still elicits that. I, I think I think that's an encouraging sign.
0: So I made I made a couple of um suggestions uh in my Don't column know. on Monday for Marquis and I thought they were solid. Like I even <laughs> even wrote at the beginning because I know there are people at Marquis who read the newsletter and are like fuck this guy. I hate this fucking guy. Which is fine. That's the desired uh, right opinion. That's what I'm going for. So, and, and accurate. So I'm glad you have it because that means I'm doing my. That's, I'm getting what I want.
1: <laughs> um,
0: two. I thought pretty easy things to implement that they should do. Number one, I, I I'm going to hammer on this until they fix it because it drives me nuts. The fact that they refuse to show or tell you who's warming up in the bullpen, in yep. a in a season when the bullpen no the bullpen will never be more important than it is this season. And they yeah. still like to act like it's this, like it's a gender reveal. I'm, I'm honest. I'm surprised <laughs> they don't like, you know, shoot off one of those stupid little pull smoke cannon things to let you know which which guy's going to come in. And uh, so my suggestion was have one of the f- interns sit there and go. Kimbrel's warm up in the bullpen, and then a little graphic pops up on the screen that says Cubs yep. bullpen, Kimbrel. And then one of the slackjawed Yokels from St. Louis warms up and you put Slackjaw Yokel number 4. <laughs> and honestly, you couldn't leave it on the screen because most of us play video games and we're used to lots of clutter on the screen and we don't right. we don't even you know, you've got real estate where it wouldn't have to be that obtrusive do that. My second one isn't even a new idea. It's an idea that MLB Network had and I was longer ago than I thought it was 6 years ago. And I actually thought it was really good and I don't know why they stopped although they'd given it a horrible name which I don't remember what it was now. It was like position cam or something. What they did was they had in the upper right hand corner they had a little diagram of the diamond and they showed you mm-hmm. how the defense was lined up. Yep. So you could actually see the I remember. shift.
1: That was BSN great. That for a little while, because then too.
0: you could you could look at the way a guy was being pitched and look up in the corner and see it. And they don't do it anymore. And it's like, all right, Marquis, if you're gonna act like you're you know, revolutionizing the way games are <coughs> covered, which you're not do that. Right. Even if it's an old idea, because that would actually be really useful. Len and JD talk about the shifts all the time, but you still never really know until somebody hits a ball right up the middle. You're like, oh, that's a hit. And then there's some yeah. dope standing right <laughs> over the bag. You're like, oh. <laughs> or usually in the Cubs standpoint, there's an easy grounder to third, and you're like, oh, good. And then you realize it's just going to roll for a day and a half. Yeah, there's no one there. Schwarber has to chase it down into the corner. They They, um, they seem like easy things to do. That they could actually then go look, we're actually enhancing the experience, but no, we're
1: it, we getting Ryan sim-
0: Dempster for seven innings again.
1: It's as just as simple as giving, even just giving you one shot between pitches, and being like, "Here's what the defense is." Playing.
0: Yeah, I even I suggested that. I mean, you could just do an establishing shot. Yeah, but that could get kind of teased. Plus, when they're on, when they're doing road games, they don't control right the shots, but they do control right. the graphics. And then, and then I got the thought, well, how are they going to know? Said, well, what the fuck is Taylor McGregor doing? Nothing.
1: So <laughs> right. she could actually
0: go, you know, the third baseman is in short left, and they can, some some poor little volunteer, some poor little intern can drag a freaking dot over and tell the director it's ready, and then they throw it up on the screen.
1: I, well, that's, I don't that's see assuming, why this couldn't happen. Let's assume Taylor McGregor can be bothered to actually travel to wherever the Cubs are because she hasn't made all the trips. She wasn't in Kansas City, we you know, and she got to skip out on uh, Contaminationville, St. Louis. So, yes, but you're right. She could easily say, hey, they're shifting for a right-handed hitter or a left-handed hitter. There's
0: a chance that she's wanted in Missouri.
1: <laughs> she just couldn't every...
0: go. Like, Guys, I can't. I can't go. Uh, I got a bunch of parking tickets at a Mizzou-Colorado <laughs> football game, and I'm not allowed in the state. There
1: was a mistake in college I'd rather not talk about. Yeah. <sighs> Let's hope that's the case, because that would make her more interesting than she is now. Yeah, because
0: anything would make her more interesting.
1: I, I also noticed, and I guess Kelly Krull did this at times, but not as often, as that she'll do her useless story or whatever, because it never has any value, and then just turn it around to to Len and JD. Like, they have to chime in on whatever she's talking about. And you can kind of hear the exasperation. <laughs> they had no idea they were going to be asked this, and now they got to come up with something that doesn't I, matter. Like, I always assume. That never happened to you, JD? Yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, sure. Because yeah.
0: like, that's what I always assume. They're like, oh, fuck. Were we supposed to be listening? Right. <laughs> uh, so. JD should just start doing stuff like, oh, actually, no, I've never been in a Turkish prison. <laughs>
1: Solid story, though, Taylor. Thanks. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, because there's been a couple where he's been, he has to be like, oh, no, that's not something I ever dealt with in my career, but I know a guy, <laughs> you know, like, he's got to just, like, go on the fly with it. I, It's so, they're so weird. And I hadn't really had a post or pregame experience. I had been treating Cubs games with my marquee app, like I treat NFL games. I turn it on, write a kickoff, and I turn it off right at the final whistle. I don't. I don't want anything before or after. But uh, the only thing they, that they seem to be truly forward thinking of is the way they're growing Sean Marshall's forehead. Because <laughs> uh, it, it's not only like huge, but it seems to be like pitching itself forward. Um, but uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was some odd stuff. I and mean, boy, he had a positive. Like that was the game they lost 9-1. Like the first game of yesterday's doubleheader. So I just left it on because it's oh, running like a no, real no. doubleheader. 9-3. Because Josh eight. Josh Fegley hit a homer. In the right. Seventh. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then that was like a thing. Like, oh well, you know, that's the kind of thing that can carry over to the second game. Like, what What are you talking about?
0: Yeah. yeah now they got all the momentum because the right. third string catcher hit one off the 16th pitcher on the staff. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just the kind of thing that's going to turn it around.
1: You know, it's like, hey, you got clobbered 9-3. It's okay to say the Cubs got clobbered. They didn't pitch. They didn't hit. They had a bad game. You don't have to be like, we have a look at this. This was a bright spot. Like, we. About, there's no bright spot. You lost
0: 9-3. Like, it's fine. No, the analysis you want is, you know, Cole Wright asks him about that big homer by Josh Figley, and you want Sean Marshall to go, ah, it's just going to encourage them to keep him around instead of a real player. <laughs> right. It was actually terrible. <laughs> That's a terrible thing for the Cubs. That's a bad thing for the Cubs. Would have been better if he had struck out and impaled himself on the bat. That...
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I. Uh, it is. It is. it is a special... Experience over there. I uh, it's just I. It's so ham handed, and they had all the time in the world to plan this. Even before they announced it, they knew they were doing it. Like they could just started planning this when the Ricketts bought the team. Yeah, no, they, like, they knew they were going to do this for like eight years. They
0: they clearly did nothing. They yeah. Crane uh, probably just held a bunch of uh, brainstorming sessions where they. Um, were supposedly coming up with the name of the network, but instead, really, he was just trying to come up with clever names for his boat. <laughs> the C word? Is that what you guys are thinking?
1: I like it. You know, there were so many people around here who, who said that Rocky Wirth and, and John McDonough one day need to, like, teach a college-level course <laughs> about how you change an organization, when really they didn't do anything revolutionary at all. Um, but Crane Kenny really should teach a college course one day on how you keep a job when you can't do anything because he's been bad at his job for 20 years, 25 years. How long has he had this job? And yet he's lived through like three different ownership groups, maybe four. I don't know. And he's still around and he still gets responsibility. And I, I, I'm, I'm curious as to how I would love to know
0: there has to be some kind of, he knows something about somebody Right, because he was in the purchase agreement. His job was guaranteed. the The Tribune made the Ricketts agree to keep him in the purchase agreement. We found that out when Splinter dug up all those, uh, all the emails and stuff to, about the sale. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, seriously what what does What does he know that they're like? Oh no, not You got to keep Crane. You right. Do not, you do not want Crane to be out on his own. Yeah, you don't want
1: Crane to be a loose cannon. But then
0: for a long time, Crane had the balls to go out and bitch about. Well, you know, one of the problems we've got uh, on the business side is we signed those really bad uh, rights deals for TV and radio. It's like, all right, uh, Crane. Could you remind me who negotiated those? <laughs> right, because it was you. Oh yeah, but you know uh, they. Uh, we had to do that way because uh, the the same entity owned the team and the rights carriers. Okay, well then you don't get to bitch about it. How about that? Right. You, you either don't. you either have to admit you signed horrible deals, or you don't. Or if you were, or if it actually worked out fine for the trip, then you don't get to complain about it. Dumbass.
1: <laughs> You're indicting yourself. He's just the worst.
0: Uh, and then yeah. I've heard stories from writers about um, like him breezing into the clubhouse like two minutes before the clubhouse is supposed to close, and he's got some sponsor in tow. And he he goes up to you know one of the better players on the team and expects the guy to talk to the sponsor, and everybody else is like, "What the fuck is that guy doing here?" So the players don't like him. The coaches have never liked him. Hell, Ross probably likes him. He seems to like everybody. But right, it's like I just yes, what does he bring that? They had to keep him. I could see maybe, well, I think the assumption was, all right, fine. He's going to work a few years, and then they're going to go find somebody better. But they right. go on and on. I mean, Ricketts even had the balls in the preseason to say, uh, I feel like we've got, uh, on the ba- on the baseball side and the business side, we've got the two best presidents uh, in the country. It's like, well... I've seen who you guys support for real president.
1: (laughs) Right. So So,
0: Theo is taking a big step back right now going, leave me out of this. I I don't
1: want any part of it. I don't want to
0: hear any of this.
1: I'm sure Theo hates Crank Kenny too. Um,
0: I can't imagine that he doesn't.
1: But he probably has limited – does he still have his own jersey in the clubhouse? Wasn't that a thing? Yeah. For a while that he had his own uniform and he would like work out with the team (laughs) – uh, uh, um, good stuff. But yeah, we, we you know we we end up doing this show every week. But uh, now people love it. I'm uh, sure they do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I just Marquis is so so very strange. So they got they already got burned with Mark Grace, so that that's over now.
0: Yeah, although he had to be the happiest guy to hear about Brenneman yesterday.
1: Right. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh hey,
0: Dingbat doesn't seem so bad, does it? Maybe he's the one who spiked him. Maybe he's <laughs> he, the one who like he te- called he in, texted him, and then yeah, he's like, oh yeah, listen to this. <laughs> listen to what Grace said." He said, "It's the F capital of the country,"
1: but <laughs> he's right. I agree with him. Um, that's what Brennan was thinking, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I hadn't even really thought about it. But the last time, you know, I missed the whole ex-wife thing, but I was watching that game for a little bit. And I didn't. I didn't even realize that they were making Grace get up in a suit and tie in his kitchen. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Everybody's got to wear a suit and tie.
1: (laughs) Like, if you're going to, like, seriously? He's sitting in his goddamn den or his man cave.
0: Well, there's no chance that he has any pants on. Oh, no. None.
1: Not at all. How should he?
0: In fact, if you had told me that he got suspended for five games or something, I'd be like, oh, he accidentally (laughs) stood up. Right. (laughs) Didn't realize he was on camera. (laughs) Whoops. And if he's going to um, tell stories about his ex-wife, I mean, they have to be about Ray. He's got to have good Ray Liotta stuff. Couldn't that have been what he t- told instead of the thing about she parked in Bud Selig's parking spot? Yeah, who gives a shit? And he did it in the middle of like a really important part of the game, and he's just babbling. And Len is like, "Oh, that's that's uh, good stuff, Mark. Uh, when I say that's good, that's your cue to stop." <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I oh man. I mean, you kind of are trying to think of ways this rollout of Marquee could have gone worse, and it's it's hard to do, man. I mean, they're they're so behind it and just so bad, and and like and now it's only two months of entertainment, if that, and like no one cares. <laughs>
0: like it's just I would I uh, will love to see what the ratings are after the season. You know, like what what's a typical Tuesday in like December. On Marquee Sportsnet. Oh man!
1: Like, I mean, All right, well, here,
0: not only can we tell you how many people were watching, but we can list them for you because there was only four. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so here they are. There was, uh, and we're pretty sure that this one is dead, and her cats were eating her, but <laughs> it still counts because the TV was on.
1: <sighs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I. mean, we've we've talked about this. I, I just have, I'm just shocked that they. Didn't try and bring the Blackhawks with them just to have winter programming, you know, just so there's something there. And uh, so we shall see. But yeah, those those winter ratings are going to be awfully funny to see.
0: Well, and um, I would guess some of the stuff they were going to show is just not happening. I mean, they had they had Dayton Flyers basketball when they first <laughs> right. came on, so I'm sure they had some crappy, you know. Uh, Division two football they were going to show it's like uh oh that all got canceled,
1: yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I uh, you know, who gives a shit? That's that's their own. what well, I mean, it's only my problem in that it's not going to create the revenue streams no, they thought. Not, not at all. So that they could actually spend some money. I'm assuming David Ross's plan here, along with the medical team, was to have Brian just have such a shitty year you can't trade him. Like no, his his value is at its, it's, it's, it's absolute lowest. Yeah. We can't we can't move
0: this. Yeah, he paid off the trainer and Mark's like or uh, <laughs> Brian's like. And eh, my hand actually feels better. Well, give me uh, here. Let me look at it. Let me. Why are you twisting it that way? That's oh. <laughs> hey Rossi, uh, the three days for Brian. Good, good job. <laughs> yeah, right. Just make sure he's ready for the playoffs. That's right. all
1: we're worried about. That's all we're worried about. And point. that was
0: my point about when I was breaking down that they only need like 14 more wins is. There is no reason that guy has to play until he's healthy.
1: No. No. You could argue they only need, like, 10 wins. I I honestly think got a 5 win team. Maybe
0: they've already clinched at 16.
1: (laughs) Right. That's probably
0: the eighth best record in the National League, 16 in anything.
1: I mean, an under 500 team, at least one's going to be in there. Yeah, you might very well get two. So 25, 27 wins is probably enough. And that's... You know, as, long as another reason, I don't. I, I you know, the Cubs have played well. They have a great record. Okay, they haven't really played anybody, but they're not going to play anybody. No, thanks to the no, schedule. There's like,
0: nobody to play. Right, only the centrals.
1: They played the. Have they played the Twins yet? They had two games against the Twins. They have
0: not yet played the Twins. No okay, have,
1: they'll have three, I think. Right, so that's like the one. The maybe one real team they have to play. Um, maybe the White Sox this weekend. By the time they play the White Sox again, that's the last weekend of the season. That yeah, won't matter. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, that could
0: be for a playoff. It's like, no, they'll both be in they'll, by no, then. No,
1: they'll both be in by then. Like, who cares? It'll be, uh, we're going to get a lot of Colin and Ray. And... But, like, they could honestly go 40 and 20 and get you really excited or whatever. And it could be over in, a, in less than 24 hours. Yeah. Because the Brewers will march in here with their 26-win record. Yeah. and win Pitch 36 guys over two games, and the Cubs will strike out 34 times. And then that'll be that. And then we all just go home. I mean, we are home. We are home, Dad. That was fast. Um, So it's hard for me to get really jonesed about it, you know, because it's like it could be over so quickly.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe they should start – they should creatively tank so they get the Dodgers in the first round. You, right. you only have to beat him twice and now Five you're in twice. prime position.
1: Right, but, you throw Hendricks and Darvish and hey, Hendricks and Darvish you never know.
0: See that'll be the uh, that'll be the shit that the Cardinals pull. Right. You know, with in, their 12 wins yeah. and <laughs> Yadier'll finally be able to breathe again. <clears throat> and he'll hit some inexplicable, you know, off the opposite end of the field bat, opposite yeah, field right. home
1: run. Uh I can't wait. Yeah, but the Cardinals will have, like, 15 wins, but they'll only have, like, 14 losses. i will just have to, like, well, because of winning percentage, we have to let them in. Like. Oh, I, mean, I Bob Nightingale's tweets
0: make me want to punch my phone every time I see him. Right. But he had a tweet the other day. It, the Cardinals were, like, four and three. And he goes, by winning percentage, uh, they'd be in the playoffs. Like, shut up. Just shut up. It's been seven fucking games. And I know what you mean—that they may not play anymore. But no, <laughs>
1: right. I mean they say they're going to get them all in. They—they they they got a 58-game schedule.
0: Well, they're playing right now. They played—they've played what? They played five games in three days against the Cubs, and they played three in right. two days against the White Sox. So, well, I
1: also—I also like them saying, "Well, we want to schedule more doubleheaders so we get some off days." Like, no, 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 no—you don't get to call this no, right.
0: Yeah, the other team gets to decide whether right, like they'll you, grant
1: you a doubleheader. You will play the schedule you are told to play. You fucked up. You're the ones who did this. You don't get to sit here and, like, debate your terms. Because you it's, know, like, it's like my friend who's been out of a job and is really desperate and he's, like, running out of money and he's asking everyone, like, if they can help, or and they know if anywhere I can work, but then he's like, "Oh, but I don't want to work nights." <laughs> it's like, no, "No, no, no!" Like you don't get the call terms, no. you know. You don't get the set terms here. You're, you're gonna do what's there. So
0: the Cubs get uh, three this weekend with their arch rival,
1: arch rival White, the Sox. White Sox. Boy, that's gonna be some insufferable shit. Yes,
0: no matter how much people want to act like that's a rivalry. It's not. It's just well, not.
1: Especially now, because there aren't going to be any fans in the stands. Yeah. So what the, there's going to be a whole lot of showing you tweets of the various sides. If, you the, know, but like,
0: if the Sox have any sense of humor, when they go back for the three games at the end of the year, they should have the, some cardboard cutouts getting in fights. During <laughs> in the stands, it's just like see, it's just like a typical game. Here. Yeah,
1: it's just like a typical game. You don't need to wait for the Cubs games to do that though. That's kind of a that's kind of a guaranteed rate tradition. Yeah,
0: the best uh, best fight I've ever seen at a, any sporting event though was at a, a, a Cubs Sox game at Wrigley, and it was two women who were just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> one of them, and one of them had the advantage of being in the there was you know one was in a row behind the other, so she had the right. high ground and was just yeah, hot letting ground. her have it and no one was trying to break it up. Even yep. the 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 supposed security guards at Wrigley kind of dotted over, and they're like, ooh, and they're, they're just, like, watching. It's like, guys, I think it's probably time to break it up now. Well, but it was my, very impressive.
1: My last trip to Comiskey, I sat in the upper deck kind of by the foul pole on the left field side, so you're kind of over the left field bleachers, and there was a section-wide brawl. Hmm. In the first inning, there that went on for a full inning. Like security walked up and was just like, "We're not, we're not getting involved yeah, in that." Yeah, we're way. They'll, they'll punch themselves right. out in a bit here, and then we'll get involved. But like, like even Sinju Chu turned around and was watching it <laughs> and like gestured to the center fielder. I don't know who's playing center field for the Rangers. And he was like, "Hey man, you gotta see this. Uh, it was special. Yeah, I mean, it's a Saturday night game at." Comiskey, you know, I, 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 that, that's pretty common. Um, but yeah, so they, they should have cardboard cutouts with, with, with them fighting. Um, you can't be fun
0: at the old ballpark.
1: You can't. But you know, so now you, you'll get all the articles and posts and stuff comparing the two teams, and there'll be that dumbass all city team thing. Oh, again. I'm sure
0: Phil Rogers has been pitching it to his editors at Forbes, <laughs> and they're like, "What." <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> First they're like, wait a minute,
0: Phil, do you still work here? <laughs> and then they're like, no, we're not running that.
1: Oh, man, for some reason, he's been receiving a paycheck due to the glitch, so it was we just hit. fixed the glitch. <laughs> Guys, this
0: was a huge hit when I wrote it at the Tribune. I think you want to pick it up, Like, yeah, no, it's, it's no. no, it's not. Just stop it, Phil.
1: Go sit over there. Um.
0: So, so I don't know if we know the extent of Luis Roberts. He also, he did a... Chris Bryant the other day. He rolled, <laughs> yes, he, he rolled over on his hand and um uh, he had to leave the game. Where Bryant took another at bat before he had the good sense to finally get out. I think it's broken.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Um Madrigal's also hurt. So not getting the full Death Star here. But
0: I I'm for however many balls the Cubs wanna hit to left field because I have always enjoyed watching Eloy try <laughs> to catch them. But uh
1: the, he He's an ox out there, man, like he he is really helpless, so
0: you can kind of see why he was uh expendable
1: yeah, just a touch because that um, was
0: that was not he was not a national league player, no, and it's weird because you know you don't you, you never see these guys well, the only time I'd ever seen Eloy before the trade was in the futures game, mm-hmm. and he made a ridiculous catch. In foul, he he jumped up and reached into foul territory. He's playing right field, and he was in Arizona. And he he reached into the stands and made this incredible catch. And you're like, "Ooh, Eloy! Look at this! He can do it all." It's like, "Well, no. Apparently, that's the only kind of foul ball he can catch."
1: <laughs> we saw the best of him it ever. It might have turned. It might have turned out he only made that catch because he got such a terrible jump, and uh, it was just that late. Because other than the fact that he
0: he can't run and he can't throw, and apparently he can't catch. <laughs> and he doesn't hit for an average and he doesn't really get on base. He does hit home runs.
1: He hits a lot of home runs. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, it's i i you know, I I was telling my White Sox fan friend this the other day when when it comes time to draft my season tickets, uh I do not pick any Cardinals games or any White Sox games and they're always the first to go because I just I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I, I I can't deal with the bullshit. Yeah. And even without fans, and in a season that does not matter, or barely counts, there will still be a high level of bullshit uh, with these three games, especially if the Sox take two or three or more. Um, I don't, And I don't get the result in joy. Like if the Cubs win the series, it's not the same thing. I don't feel, I don't feel the joy that they do. You know, it's just like relief that it's over. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. they're, they're a weird phenomenon. They're games that, while they're being played, you are like, you know, you are kind of like, oh, mm. kind of agonize your way through it, and then three days later, you you have to remind yourself who won how many. Right? It's like, why did I even give a shit? Because I clearly don't give a shit. Because I don't. Even I remember. don't give a
1: shit. <laughs>
0: I mean, I know that the uh, I know I, the Cubs either won the series or tied last year because they still have the, the BP Cup. Wintrust info ta- Infotapes dot cup i'm sure i'm sure pfg is in on that sponsorship
1: so if they you know correct me if i'm wrong they they play the white Sox. and then there's a road there's an actual road trip which mlb should have never scheduled but it's the tigers the reds and the pirates who all blow yes uh the the reds were supposed to be good they are not uh they will still be clearly in mourning over Tom Brennan.
0: Yeah, i oh, i I'm, I should look. Are they wearing black armbands? The uh, you, or the,
1: garter hole? I know something inappropriate. <laughs> they're they're probably wearing rainbow <laughs> armbands to show their support. <laughs> um, so you know, conceivably, at the end of these, what is it, fifteen games or twelve games? You know, the, like the the Cubs might have a playoff spot clinched. Like if they play how they've been playing. And they don't have any massive more injuries. You know, they could take two or three from every one of these series, and that'll be that. Like, we're, we're done here. There'll be like twenty. There'll be like 25 wins. It's like, okay, good. We're good. Move on. Yeah,
0: it's three in Detroit, four against the Reds because they have to make up the rain out. Right. Three against the Pirates. We're terrible. And then they're home for, because you missed it so much,
1: another five-game
0: series with the Cardinals. And then they're done. They don't see the Cardinals again. They never uh, had to. They spent one awful uh, morning and afternoon in St. Louis, and that was it. They didn't, did they?
1: I thought they skipped it all together.
0: No, they uh, they actually they hung out in. The, apparently, they if I heard this right, they stayed in Kansas City the night before. They didn't, and then they tra- traveled to St. Louis, checked into the hotel, hung out in the hotel, and like mid afternoon got the word, guys can get on the plane because you're not playing. And then not they playing. And then they left. Because well, it, Ross or somebody thanked the hotel staff for doing such a wonderful job. So that's how we knew they'd hung out in the hotel for an afternoon.
1: Well, that's the greatest baseball season ever if you spend one afternoon in St. Louis.
0: Well, it's funny because everybody made – well, the Cardinal. Nobody – the Cubs thought it was funny. The Cardinals fans still make a big deal out of, God forbid, Chris Bryant called their city boring. Well, the reason he did was the year after – in 2017, they opened in St. Louis – and they had the stupid schedule where you play the game, then you have the day off. Right. Then they had two more, and they had um. Oh, for some reason, oh, they played the like the the first. They had it was even worse than that because they played the first game of the season. They played. They had a day off. They played. They had a day off again. Mm-hmm. Then they played at least one more game, and then they went home. So they were basically stuck in St. Louis in freaking the end of March <laughs> right. for f- For five days and only played on three of them. Right. And they have all bitched about it at the time, about how ridiculous it was. So that was, I mean, that's why he complained about it. Because, yeah, St. Louis is boring, but they got, like, the worst possible St. Louis experience you could possibly have. I guess it could be worse. You can uh, head over to Sogat and get crabs or something. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad, and it was you know it, it's 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 imprinted on his brain because right. they suffered so badly. And then I'm I'm pretty sure that one of the games was the one that Wilson um, Contreras hit the three run homer to to tie it in the ninth. But then they went on a loss in extra innings, and they had a like a rain delay in one of the games. It was just they had so they played extra innings. They had a rain delay, and they had two freaking days off. That's why he bitched about St. Louis. And he probably had some of the pizza. <laughs> or
1: or, or the, the ketchup and crackers. So it's another five-gamer? Yeah, I guess it has to be. There's yep. one doubleheader in a four-game series. Yeah, there's a doubleheader on Saturday. And they Cardinals kind oh, of stay goes. over until... Right. Well, that Monday's pointed, probably Labor Day. I pointed this out on Deadspin, was that they had an off day before that series that they could just plug in there. But they're like, no, we don't want to lose our off days. We got to play more double headers. Like, no, 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 fuck, fuck you, fuck Paul. Yeah. Like, but now the Cubs got to play more of these damn double
0: headers. Yeah. yeah, you guys were out licking doorknobs in a casino. You don't get to
1: pick. <laughs> right. And then I saw Ian Happ was like, he loves the seven-inning double headers, and he never wants to go back. And I was like, okay, Ian, tell me how they're going to do this. Are they going <laughs> to refund? People's money when they can come back to the park for yeah. the two innings of baseball they don't get, or are owners going to just refund a whole game? Because well, oh, it, yeah.
0: it, it would be it would be worse than that because owners are going to want it, say they decide they're going to keep seven inning double headers. They're still going to do um, split split ones, right. and that's I can I can actually I could kind of it's stupid because but I could kind of get behind the two seven innings if you always play them back to back because right. then for your ticket you're actually getting extra baseball.
1: But they're not going to do but that. No, there's Owners no way they're, they're going to do that.
0: In fact, there were people who thought couldn't believe that these doubleheaders were back-to-back. I'm like, "Why do they have to clear out the imaginary fans?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry guys, we got a 3-hour break now. I know you're supposed to limit your time at the park, but you can hang out for 3 hours while nothing happens. Well, no, of course they have to play them back-to-back. But they're not going to want to do that. for, for but real. So If
1: you if if now, there are no scheduled doubleheaders, so so you know, they announce a ticket, and then you know the game you had gets rained out and made up, and you have now have a ticket for that makeup game. But now it's seven things. Are they gonna refund you two ninths of the ticket price? They like will. hell they will. They should. They should,
0: but they won't. Yeah, no, there's no way they will. They'll write it into the stupid little disclaimer that right. also says if you get hit in the nose with a foul ball, you can't sue them. <laughs> right. It's right under that. We reserve the right to shorten these games whenever we want. <laughs> whenever we want. Well so, and the whole the whole ridiculousness with um former White Sox uh Fernando Tatis Jr. traded for James Shields. <coughs> <laughs> Remember that whenever anybody wants to brag about the Jose Quintana trade, it's like oh, right. we, um would do you sure you want to go there? <laughs> yeah. Because we got a better example of a terrible deadline trade. And it wasn't even really all the way at the deadline yet. You were they no. got him early so you get extra starts out of him, so you could have his six point eighty ERA for you and cripple your playoff chances. Uh, was the idea that it started that that awful argument about? Oh, you shouldn't swing at a three zero pitch if you're di- if you're up by right. seven runs and all that stuff. And it, but it did start the other side of that, which is, oh, okay. Well, then if you're not supposed to keep scoring, why isn't there a mercy rule in baseball then? Right. And so, how'd you like to try to explain that to fans then? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this one's over after the sixth because we got our ass kicked because <laughs> the Cubs are down eleven to one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's not going to fly either. No. So, I mean, I, I look forward to the day of the split seven-inning doubleheaders. Uh, like, we got to clear out the stands so we can get a whole bunch of new drunks in here to only watch seven innings of baseball. Oh, is Oh, back? Oh. And that's, and that's when you'll get all these people who voluntarily go to minor league baseball games. Like, well, we watch seven-inning doubleheaders all the time. That's what We do it out here in the sticks. Like, yeah, you live in the sticks. I live in a real city, and we demand nine innings of baseball up here.
0: So there's nothing like doing breaking news during a recorded podcast, but Please. Um, Yadier Molina is catching for the Cardinals. Oh, which hallelujah. means Which means uh, tomorrow, as games, will be canceled because I'm we'll sure be he, canceled. Will, he still has COVID, I'm sure. but
1: There's no way he doesn't.
0: I really enjoyed not having him around. Although, I it will be sad when he's gone, because he's not good. <laughs>
1: no, he's You not. have
0: to put up with all the Yachty fawning, and oh, he steals all these strikes, and oh, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. He hasn't been a productive offensive player. It was In like one half years? season. He had a hot first half like three years ago. Otherwise, it's been like six years since he's been a, an above average
1: right. offensive
0: player. And yeah, he can still throw, but he's you know he's he's almost forty years old. He's not that good.
1: He's not good. Period. Yeah. If he's a Hall of Famer, then Buster Posey gets his own wing, right? Yeah, yeah
0: that's a thing. I mean, if you it's the although it, it doesn't really work though. It's the Harold Baines thing. It's like okay, right? Well, if you want to put Harold Baines in, then you got to put everybody in who's better than Harold Baines. And honestly, they don't own enough real estate in Cooperstown to do that. And it'd be no, the that, same. it'd be the same with uh, Yachty. Like, that would
1: extend to Saratoga. Yeah,
0: <laughs> when Yachty gets inducted. Scott Service shows up and goes, you could put mine right over there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? He's Damon like, Berryhill is showing up <laughs> to get his, well, his plaque. Pr- honestly, I could probably make a, a good Hall of Fame case for Damon Berryhill. <laughs> yeah, I bet you could. I love that dude. I was a kid when he was on the 89 Cubs. I don't know, something about the weird name. And he was super tan. I remember that. And he was switch hitting catcher.
1: And Good said, old oh, I, two. I, I like I like that guy. Number two in your program's number one. Oh no, heart. he
0: was the long line of uh, of bad Cub catchers who wore nine. nine.
1: Nine, right? Nine. They had a whole right. There's a
0: whole wing in the. It, that's the other thing that the Ricketts have been open is how would you not have a Cub Hall of Fame? I mean, that is like you'd want to take. They will take fans' money for anything. That is like a surefire way to suck forty bucks out of every fan. I'm amazed they haven't done it. And then where, you would,
1: can, they, where would you put it? Oh I know. Build up.
0: Just right. Put put another put another deck on Gallagher Way or whatever the hell it is. Right. Put it up there. There's there's way there's places. Another there.
1: floor of the office building and But that in the well the I'm
0: sure that hotel's doing great business.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well that neighborhood's popping. i I'm, I'm sure people are staying there. That neighborhood's the reason none of us can go anywhere else. So <sighs> okay. well, I think we've, I've come to the end of the line here. I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's I, we've run out of things to complain
1: about. So. Well, that's unlike you, but you know, we all we all have our limits.
0: Oh, I, there's one more thing I want to complain about.
1: Oh, please, I, I don't mean to cut you off. So, after watching advert yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be good.
0: <laughs> like, what was the good reason that he's been sitting in South Bend all this
1: time? Ah, oh, man. I mean, I that's felt... not a
0: guy you could have been hauling out of the bullpen for an inning at a time. <laughs> and been one... better was... than Rex Brothers, or it's like what?
1: That's... And and even against the zombie Cardinals, because this is not, I mean, I don't other than Yachty, I don't really know who they were missing. But like uh, Paul, they... the only
0: the only like good play, and I it, Paul DeJean and, and Young. Is good... that how you say it? He's Good okay. offensively
1: is that, that's doing a lot of work there. Yeah. But yeah, you're um, right. I mean, they're
0: not really the I mean, this, this basically is the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Except at least for, at yeah. least offensively. Um, but yeah, I was watching him and I'm like, did they did they honestly think they have eight guys better than him in the bullpen? Yeah. I just Because you're not you're clearly not preserving him to start because there's no minor league games for him to start. And you're not preserving him to just play catch with the other idiots in South Bend. So I I don't know what they were holding on to. Right. I watched
0: him and thought, oh, yeah, I can see why you couldn't have either had him in the rotation and used Chatwood as a multi-inning reliever or had Chatwood in the rotation and use Adbert as the multi-inning reliever. Right. And I know at some point Marquez is going to come up for a cameo and we're going to be like, why the fuck is this guy in South Bend too? (laughs) You would think that a franchise that hasn't been able to develop an arm – would be airing on the other way. we Would be like, oh god, we've got to, we've got to use this guy because <laughs> right. he'll, he'll somehow make us look good. Like, we gotta get,
1: we gotta prove we can do it.
0: You know, and I don't. It's not I like Adbert is a superstar, but he no. was he. That's a staff that gets by on you know luck and other than you, and it's like, oh, this guy can actually pitch. Like, why aren't we seeing more of
1: this? He certainly can't be at more of an injury risk throwing two innings every four mm-hmm. days or yeah, three days even it's the perfect, starting every five
0: it's the perfect season to use him because you already are geared to to not extending anybody right you've got extra guys in the bullpen so it's perfect it's not he's not taxing your bullpen any more than anybody else if you <laughs> if you keep him on a on a pitch or an inning count
1: yeah i mean i can't he should he should be paired with an opener they just don't have any relievers good enough to be an opener like, you could say like we're gonna throw him in the second inning and that way by the time he comes around to the meaty part of the lineup for a third time we're already in the eighth or the seventh whatever you know like I don't that's like the the least imaginative way to use him
0: well you could start that, a game with Dan Winkler and then I'm,
1: I, I would th- also be surprised if like after that game David Ross didn't walk upstairs and be like we're keeping this guy I gotta have this guy around. Yes, I
0: would have certainly thought that, especially considering I just seen Dan Winkler pitch. <laughs> like right. I even know, hey guys, I even know who we can get rid of to keep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a list of suggestions of guys we can sign. Like you gotta let me have this guy. And I don't think having him just pitch one inning at a time is either the optimal way to use him or the optimal way to develop him, if that's even a concern. But it's better than what they got. Yeah. Um, it's still, I mean. And you're right. Braylon, Braylon Marquez is going to make an appearance. And we're just going to be like, what have we been doing? Yes. And we almost because, didn't see Adbert
0: at all because apparently he got hit with a line drive. And so right. then we got the, um, whoever that guy was. <laughs> the Whatever other guy. That goon was. Yeah. Started game one of the doubleheader. I didn't, that game I didn't watch. Um. Ugh.
1: I mean, there's no developing going on in South the Bend. They're just they're just the sandlot down there, right? Like,
0: yeah, Keith Law wrote a thing on the Athletic about what what those um, alternate sites are like, and like the Diamondbacks don't have enough guys to really they can't like play games every day, so they they'll put like obviously they put you know the nine guys out in the field and then they'll have they only have like a couple guys extra, so they just rotate through. They basically do the thing like we did in Little League, where you just, all right, move one position to your left. <laughs> right. All right, when you come out, grab a bat, and you're on deck, and then we're just going <laughs> to keep rotating. And they even have coaches like playing out in the field because they need bodies out there. They're not getting much of anything. So this whole right. idea that, well, this will really stun his development, I nothing's going to stunt a guy's development more than whatever that grab ass is that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. The guy would be much better off coming up. The other thing is, it's there's also never been a season where it's more – I, th- where I think where it's, it would be easier for a player to shake off, not succeeding. Like a young player comes up, that's not. Right. It doesn't feel like real games. I mean, they are, but they don't. And if you struggle a little bit, you're not going to show up at spring training. So you're like, oh my god, I can't play, <laughs> right.
1: I mean, right? Like I had, I didn't have a spring training. This is in front of no fans. I yeah. spent my time developing, playing grab ass and south bend on some sandlot rules. Like, if it doesn't work, like, this isn't a real season. This yeah. isn't indicative I mean, it's, of the it, experience. It so. would never
0: have been easier for a player to just hit reset and show up for spring training next year. Like, none of this ever happened. Right. So I I can't imagine there's a real risk of, you know, losing a player. So even that bullshit excuse. I just, I don't get it. And then, you know, I there were people that got all gooey about, oh, Derek Dietrich left. And he went to the Rangers because the Cubs wouldn't give him a shot. And wouldn't he look great in the lineup? Like, well, would he? I mean, he's really – other than he sticks his fucking arm over the plate to get hit. seem, And then he does a lot of curls. Those seem to be the two <laughs> things that Derek Dietrich does. But when you have Josh Fegley, it's like, well, yeah, it would be nice to have an ambulatory person
1: I mean, I, in that spot. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's like Jason Kipnis has played well. So that's where you would have stuck. Derek Dietrich. So who cares? Yeah. Like, like, where were you going to, you know, going to get him a couple pinch hitted bats? Like, I don't care. And yeah, they need, and he's left handed, right? So they, they, what they don't have a guy is that they can pinch hit, who can hit left handers because Almora sucks, Speckley sucks, yes. Souza sucks, and is now hurt.
0: Which is, which is, <laughs> you know, Dan Vogelbach got. Designated for assignment yesterday, right? And
1: so, uh, Cub Twitter
0: explodes. Oh, let's bring him back. It's like, all right, just two things about it. Number one, he's not good. <laughs> he's right. just not. He he had a he had he had a lot of home runs in the first half last year. Somehow made the All Star team, and then he was terrible after that. He was worse than terrible this season.
1: But if he also, were good, the Mariners he, would keep him. Yes,
0: but also he can't play a position, and he's left handed, so he doesn't <laughs> fix any of your issues. So nope.
1: How's that? There's your answer. (laughs) There's your answer. It's just no. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I know everything's condensed in this season, but I'm still surprised. And somewhat pleased at how quickly David Ross just pulled the plug on Albert Almora. He's just like, I will send Ian Ian Happ out here right-handed, and Ian Happ can't really hit right-handed, but I don't care. Uh, I will send him up there. Uh, I will put Nico Horner in center. I I don't care. Uh, I am not going to watch this guy play nine innings. I'm just not going to do it. Well, and then
0: you could almost see the look on Albert's face. So Albert gets, Schwarber ends up at second base. So they Albert comes in a pinch run for him. Nico hits a single. Albert can't score on it. And you could almost see him stand at third base like, oh, God, there's another thing now that, they've, that I've completely <laughs> proven that I can't do. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, you're also not faster than Schwarber. So yeah. what do you do? <laughs> like we always suspected that but you just proved it we pitch ran you and you couldn't score on an on a normal base hit that everybody else on this team would have scored on and we had to hold you
1: up <sighs> i'll give him i'll give him a little leeway anyway, that it was a liner yeah, yeah go through i mean that's that's what Len was bending over backwards mm-hmm. to say oh that been a tough one to score
0: or to score yeah especially when you can't run that's yeah. why it was super
1: tough to score on but yeah he he oh man. He's, yeah what what do you do that's that's he's the defensive replacement that
0: that's all he is yes and he is an excellent defensive center fielder at balls he can get to. The problem is he doesn't get to enough to actually be that much of a benefit out there
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know he just if he had even average speed with the instincts he has and he's obviously has there's also ability that goes into being able to catch a baseball in all kinds of weird angles and he can do that. But he, there's just a lot of balls he just can't get to because he's not fast, and he can't get
1: fast. I think Hap gets to more than he does. I don't know that he catches them, but he yeah, gets to he more. he may
0: also he may take the worst possible route, but I, <laughs> right, I, they don't suffer defensively with Hap out there. No, and then and he even has a little bit. Albert has a little bit of a sliver in that. Um, Cap is um, has been amazing this year, batting left handed, and he is not, he's been okay right handed, but lately he's been terrible. Mm-hmm. He struck out 11 of the 23 at bats he's had right handed. But you look at his numbers; it's like, well, Albert can't do any better than that. No. So there's no sense in, and might as well let Ian. You're not going to take him out of a game because if he rolls around again and all of a sudden he can bat left handed, you you screwed yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're just not going to play Albert. So hmm, sorry, buddy. It's a good thing there's. T- he he, more than even Fegley may be benefiting from the twenty-eight man roster. Right.
1: Yeah, he, he he might have already been back in Iowa. Or off, just gone. Just is he? He's out of options. Maybe I don't even know that he would be.
0: I don't know um, if they can even. I don't think can send him to South Bend without him having to go through and somebody will claim him because he was the sixth pick in a draft. And right, like, well, yeah, well, you,
1: well, he. You get four option years, right? I think he might be done. Because he was up in sixteen, right. So. That's why
0: I mean they they can't just send him to South Bend without having to put him through waivers,
1: right. So they, I'm positive
0: they would they would lose him if they tried to do that. Well, so what? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, am I say, supposed? To, is there somebody in the Central that he can go to? So we know. We can, am
1: I supposed to get upset about that? You <laughs> know, or?
0: any of our right-handers can get him out. That'd be perfect.
1: <laughs> That'd be perfect. Even our shitty right-handers out of the pen, yeah. they just, can get him out. It's like okay, remember what to do with Albert. Don't throw him a strike
0: on the first pitch. He's gonna swing at it.
1: Well, we should so close always, always
0: going to be down 0 one no matter what.
1: We should close with the closer. The new, the new <laughs> meet the new boss same as the old boss. Uh Craig Kimbrell, all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, cuz it's not just it's not
1: just results. He's actually looked like I saw 98 there yeah. last night. So but the, I also would not put a past marquee to bump that gun no, up that's a true. little bit. <laughs> like
0: um but he so he's in the three appearances he's had where he's been good. He threw he threw 98 or 97 98 the first time and the third time.
1: Mm-hmm. He was
0: down a little bit in velocity the second time cuz I don't know if it was the next day or he only had one day off. But he was still throwing plenty hard, but the thing that you had mentioned in the last packet or whenever he's it it's it certainly appeared like he either was unable or he was afraid to pitch at the top of the zone early in the season. Yeah. And I think a lot of that went to that. I seriously think it went back to that game against the Cardinals where Yachty and whoever else on back-to-back high fastballs hit the ball a thousand feet. (laughs) Right. Well, he's back to actually pitching up there, which also means that when he throws, whatever that ridiculous breaking ball is, it looks like it starts up there Yeah. and guys will actually swing at it. Then if he, if he, if he only pitches down in the zone with the fastball, then it's very apparent to a hitter, Oh, that's a breaking ball. Don't swing at it. And then, then he's useless because he, he can't throw the breaking ball for a strike. He never has. And it's not even, that was never even the plan. Um, but yeah, if he can actually, if he can, if he can throw his fastball at, at the top of the strike zone and he throws strikes, he's tough.
1: Yeah, I, I would think. Even even if his velocity drops a little, I feel like 96, 95, 96 at the top of the zone. Yeah. Well, then that's still. It's still fine, and
0: it's still harder than he was throwing last year.
1: Yeah, that was and, part. I mean, that's, that's, that's why kind of he what Rowan could, Wick does, you know. Yeah,
0: how about uh, Len Almost, you know, had the whole idea that announcers can't jinx anybody, but he did say something that made me. He's only allowed one home run, ever, which I didn't know. And he brings it up. He said he hasn't allowed one as a Cub, and it was when he came in in the eighth. He was having to bail out, um, the Casey Sadler. Dan Winkler experience <laughs> yeah. and the tying runs up and Len breaks that out <laughs> like no don't not right now not right now because this next pitch is about to go but he didn't <laughs> so, I and mean, I'm
1: not you know I'm not Rowan Wick still makes me a little nervous because he seems like that guy who had a good season and that's you know that's what he's gonna have but whatever yeah I mean and, like
0: it's obviously it's going to take more than three appearances from Kimbrel to make you feel like comfortable, yeah, but it's certainly absolutely. it's three more than he's ever strung together as a cub, so that's yep. encouraging. And if he's, you know, he doesn't have to be great again. Oh, that'd be nice. If he's just good, all of a sudden the the end of the game doesn't feel as, you know, arduous as it does. If you've got Wick and Jeffress, which I don't know how he gets guys out throwing 92 miles an hour, <laughs> but he apparently does. And then Kimbrell.
1: It's like, all right. You- well, Jeffress, unlike Kimbrell, can actually locate. Yes. I'll give him yes, that. He actually he can, pitches. He can hit the corners when you need him to. Yep. Um, So I'll give him that. But, yeah, I I mean, it's the kind of thing in a normal year I would be very anxious about. But, like, this year it's like, well, they're not going to trade for anybody. No, I mean, you can't you can't make a trade this year. No one's going to give you anything. Yeah. You're not going to give up anything that matters for this season. So if, unless someone wants to give you something for, like, Albert Almora – yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna be. So it's just like, what can they fashion out of what they have? How can they make this work? This it's is almost gonna, kind of more exciting that way. Yeah,
0: this is gonna be the deadline where there will be. Cha- if there's any trades, there will be challenge trades. It'll be right. underachieving player for underachieving player, and all right, we've had it with this guy. Give us that guy you've had it with, and we're <laughs> gonna try to make it work, and you try to make it work with this guy. That's, Change of
1: scenery, guy. Right?
0: That's who's gonna. That's who's gonna get traded. And yeah, and sometimes you hit on a guy. I mean. The most ridiculous example of that ever was 2006 when the Cardinals picked up Woody Williams, who was just terrible with the Padres. And then he couldn't lose oh. a freaking game for the Cardinals. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, come on. Of course that happened. Maybe it wasn't uh, a six. But there was a year when Woody Williams pitched yeah. them into the playoffs. It's like, oh, you've got to be kidding. I remember laughing at it when they made the trade. Like, ah, Woody Williams. And then he went like six on 0 in mm. seven starts. Like, oh, fuck, of course he did that.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's all they that's all they can do for a bullpen. So, you know, there's no point in sitting around and gnashing teeth about. it. It's just what can they fashion from what's on hand, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 if we if Kimbrel is good, just not great, but good, like you say, and they use Adbert and they shift one of these starters, either Chatwood or Katana, out there, and eventually Braylon Marquez comes up. With Wick, you know what? There's enough there to like duct tape it together. Considering how good your starters have been, I mean, I think the Alec Mills experience is probably over. <laughs> like, I think, I think that's kind of what it looks like more than what it's been. Yeah. Yesterday, but um the other four guys I trust. So. Well, I think
0: yeah. given, especially given the schedule, when you play in the Central, there are, there are. Alec Mills teams.
1: Yeah, That's a good point. The Tigers. The Pirates. The Pirates.
0: You know, he's he's gonna do fine against them, so you can use him then. But yeah, against, you know, maybe maybe not the oh, I can't imagine what the Twins would do to him. I can't I can't imagine. Let's well what's, we, we, what's we, we may record, find out. What's the record for most home runs in an inning? Because <laughs> I can't believe Nelson Cruz hit three homers this inning. All of them <laughs> off Alec Mills. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, how is Alec Milt still <laughs> in is there? he still there. Ross is just, just
1: prone in the dugout. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> He's just going, No, I want to see how long this goes.
0: So, anyway, uh. so we have the excitement of the uh, Cubs socks over the I've weekends and then the exciting road trip. So, um, can't when, wait. When next we uh, meet, we will, uh, who knows? Maybe the Cubs will have,
1: you know, the Crosstown I mean, Cup already clinched?
0: Yeah, they'll have the they'll have the Infotapes Cup in their hands. Very exciting. <laughs> Hopefully, they wear gloves when they touch it. Right. And if they uh, if
1: they sweep, if they were to sweep this weekend, they would be guaranteed yes, the right. The cup comes out.
0: It makes its grand appearance on the field because it's a it's a guaranteed. It's going to stay.
1: <laughs> the cup will be in the house if they win yes. Friday and Saturday. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Sam. Well, thank you, Andy. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Talk to you next time. Indeed. <laughs>